and welcome to Visit Atlantic City's podcast series, Atlantic City Voices. I'm Jessica Kasunik, Director of Communications with Visit Atlantic City. And I'm Karina Anthony, Senior Director of Marketing with Visit Atlantic City, and we are your official podcast hosts for Atlantic City Voices. Throughout the monthly series of Atlantic City Voices, we will be interviewing various voices of Atlantic City who are important leaders in our community and destination. We'd like to welcome and introduce our special guest, Pam Green, Executive Chef for the Boys and Girls Club of Atlantic City. Hi, Pam. Welcome. Hi, ladies. Thank you for having me. Let's start off by telling our listeners more about yourself and your journey to become a chef. <laughs> well, it's a great story, um, and it all it all started out through making bad decisions. <laughs> <laughs> um, just I'm going to try to encapsulate it because there's been over 40 years in my career. Um, but it started by winding up back home in New Jersey, um, homeless and jobless. And to encapsulate, I called my old boss back and I said, I really need to come back to work. And he said, well, I had been a server. He said, I don't have anything. I said, look, Joe, I have to come back. You know, I need to, I need to get a house. I need to take care of my kids. And he brought me back and put me in the kitchen of a small restaurant in North Wildwood. And, um, to make a very long story, uh, longer, (laughs) Um, it was a three-man kitchen, and they served continental food, and um, I worked alongside a couple of guys, and um, Chef David, who was the the leader of that kitchen, was very generous with his knowledge, and he just started teaching me. And um, a couple of years in, um, they decided to add a wok and hire Chinese guys, so I'm one of the few um, Caucasian females you'll ever meet who has worked in a Chinese kitchen. Um, So that went on for a few years, and then I saw an ad in the paper and wound up in a restaurant in Avalon called the White Briar, which at the time was one of the largest restaurants along the coast. Um, And the ad said, saute cook benefits. I was like, holy smokes, are you kidding me? So um, they hired me. I was the first female ever hired on that hotline at the time. This was the, um, uh, the early 80s. And through a series of events, um, I became the executive chef of that restaurant within a couple of years. And I've been an executive or a leader in the kitchens ever since then. Um, I worked in a couple of other restaurants along the coast and then made my way to Atlantic City in the 90s and was hired at the Claridge. Um, Nine months into that job, the phone rang in the kitchen and I was asked to take an interview for Caesars. And then I took a $3,000 pay cut to move to Caesars, and I was there from 95 to 2001. And then the Sheraton called, and I became the first female executive chef in Atlantic City. And I was at the Sheraton uh, running that food and beverage department for 19 years until COVID hit. And I was laid off like thousands of other people in the hospitality industry. And then um, the Boys and Girls Club called me in in, um, April, Um, and they told me they had created an executive chef position and um, they needed someone to run the food program. And um, here I am um, three years later uh, running this food program, um, running uh, workforce tracks. It's just, it's amazing. Um, 
So that's, I'm sure you'll want to have, have some questions about that little bit of information I just dropped on you. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that story. That, and that's quite an extensive background. I, I um, didn't know some of those tidbits in the beginning that you had mentioned. So very impressive where have you have landed yourself now. Um, and you've been so instrumental in helping to address food insecurities within the Atlantic City community. So we thank you for that. And with the food scene constantly evolving, how do you continue to be creative as a chef? That's actually one of the easiest things. I think um, when you're a creative soul and then you surround yourself with people who instigate your thought processes and push you to learn new things. And I try to hire people who have experience that I don't have. Um, so both my sous chefs here are uh, women as well, but they have experience in other areas that I don't have. And it's just been amazing um, that the food we produce here is off the chain. <laughs> How special is it to work and mentor the children at the Boys and Girls Club? It's a gift um, to, to find that, that kids um, come in now who've known, some of these kids have known me obviously for three years. Others have just met me last week. Um, but uh, I mean, everyone wants to come to the kitchen. It, every, and even when you're home, people wind up in the kitchen, unless you're in one of those households that nobody cooks. Um, so one of the things I like to, we, all three of us on my team try to do is, is give people a chance to express themselves in a way that makes sense, um, and to make better decisions about the food they eat and hopefully better decisions about a lot of things. I think it's so important that you're teaching nutrition to these children. And now we do have a wide variety of programs that are happening in Atlantic City and throughout Atlantic County to teach different nutritious benefits to children and, and adults. I think one of the main things for me is getting them to drink more water. Mm, um, that's a big it's, one. It's, it's a huge, um, and I wouldn't say it's a battle because a lot of kids now, they kind of give up because they, can I have juice? And like, you have to have a glass of water. First. <laughs> and they look at me and I go, do you have a headache? Yeah. Well, you're dehydrated. So I'm not going to talk to you until you drink two glasses of water. And they just do it now because they know there's no sense arguing with me because they're not going to get what they want. <laughs> yeah. You sound, you sound like me to my son. <laughs> well, I think creating boundaries and also the lesson is that it actually works. Yep. Do you know that when chef Stacy, chef Mercedes or chef Pam say, do this first, try this first. And then they find that they actually feel better and more empowered. Their brain's working better. They're able to think in a faster level that yes, food and water are a huge part of feeling good. Absolutely. And I, I love how you're not just a chef to these children, they or kids, they, you know, you're someone that they can lean on also and kind of guide them in the right direction. Well, I mean, I hope so. I think so. Um, I know so with some kids and other kids, you know, they're, they're still checking me out, uh, but that's fine because, you know, um, it's pretty much I am what I am. And I think they know that, um, and they, you know, and it's nice to build uh, levels of trust, um, of course, different levels with different kids. But, um, yeah, it's, it's an amazing opportunity every day to uh, be impactful by doing your job. That's what a gift, huh? Absolutely. And ha have any of your mentees gone off and become a chef or studied to be a chef? Um, here, no, but in other places, yes. There are guys and gals that I've worked with who were cooks with me who are now running restaurants. That's incredible. And I know you do a lot with the local organizations in the area as well as 
businesses that come to the area that have meetings or events. For the past two years, Jimmy Johnson's Atlantic City Quest for the Ring Championship Fishing Week event has donated several pounds of fish that have been caught during the tournament. How did this type of donation program start, and how can other groups donate or volunteer their time? Well, it's more than several pounds. The first year, it was over 6,500 pounds um, of whole fish. So the first year, they got in touch with us and said this is what they wanted to do. And then I was approached, and they said, do you think you can do this? I said, well, whatever. We're going to figure it out. Um, So we got whole fish the first year, like whole marlins and whole tunas. So we broke down all these huge fish. Um, and I had a few guys come in and give me a hand and we wound up giving a lot of it away. And some of it we served here because it was just so much of it. So last year he got in touch with me and I said, if you could send me fish, he goes, don't worry, we're going to get it broken down, but I need you to do something. And I said, what's that? He said, old homesteads donating steaks and baked potatoes for the final party. And we need somebody to run that because they don't have any staff to send. I said, well, if you market it nationally, I'd be happy to do it. So my sous chef, Stacy and I went over after work and we manned that and cooked 500 ribeyes and baked potatoes. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, they put on quite the event uh, there. We're proud to host that with the Atlantic City Sports Commission. Yeah, they're great partners and they really do reach out to us every year. Um, And I actually will probably text Jason um, in the next month or so and say, hey, what are we doing this year? I heard you were uh, slinging out tuna pokeballs last year. <laughs> <laughs> we we could do a lot of different things. It's just a lot of fun. And the, the obviously the fish caught off the jersey for sure is just amazing. Is there anything new happening at the facility or any upcoming events that support the Boys and Girls Club that you'd like anyone to know about? Yes. We, we have a community day here on April 29th from noon to 3 o'clock. And we'll be having sort of a barbecue. Um, So we're looking forward to um, everyone is welcome to come in and talk to uh, everyone here so we can explain um, what we're doing with our workforce tracks, um, healthcare, OSHA 10, um, STEAM, and hospitality, how kids um, can earn a stipend to learn. Um, We have internship programs this summer. We have junior staff programs. We have a lot going on um, and, you know, you have the kids clubs, we have the Drexel club here and the Chelsea club down on Sovereign Avenue. So we have three buildings just like churning out so much work um, and so many opportunities for kids. Great. Thank you for sharing that. As we wrap up, we like to play a quick this or that game with our guests. Are you ready, Pam? Go for it. Beach or boardwalk? Beach. Shopping or spa? That depends on the day, but I'd say right now I'd love a spa day. (laughs) (laughs) Slots or table games? I'm not a gambler, but I guess slots. They're fun. Yeah. Saltwater taffy or funnel cake? Funnel cake. That's my choice too. (laughs) All great choices. Pam, thank you so much for being a guest on Atlantic City Voices. Oh, uh, thank you so much for having us. And, uh, we appreciate, you know, all of the marketing that you guys do for the city. And um, it's just, I love the city. I live here now. I've lived here since um, May of 2020. Um, I'm in the Orange Loop neighborhood. And uh, I just, I'm very happy to be an Atlantic City resident because Atlantic City has given me so much. Thanks, Pam. And thank you for listening. And stay tuned for next month's podcast to find out who the next Atlantic City voice will be. 